Hello and welcome to the Trauma and Mental Health Reports podcast series. We aim to share stories and knowledge on topics related to trauma and mental health with the community. My name is Deanna Gisborne, and I'd like to welcome our guest for today's episode, Steffi Lee. Today we'll be discussing her experiences living with cystic fibrosis and how it's affected her mental health. Let's get into today's conversation. Firstly, can you explain a bit about what your illness, cystic fibrosis, is? Um, Cystic fibrosis is basically a genetic mutation that I was born with, and it causes my body to overproduce mucus, which clogs all my organs, and it makes it really hard to breathe and digest food properly, and it causes all sorts of problems, leading to me being in the hospital for a good portion of my life and having to be on antibiotics for lung infections all the time. And my lung function was really down up until this new medication came out, which is the, like the first treatment for cystic fibrosis, and that's helped a lot. Okay, so how has having CF impacted your mental health in a broad sense? Um, sometimes it can get me pretty down when it's hard to do things or when I'm really sick. Sometimes I get kind of depressed, mm-hmm. and also it can cause a lot of anxiety because um, you never know what's going to happen in the future. I could get an infection and be in the hospital tomorrow, or I could be fine for the next year or two. You never really know. Yeah, that makes sense. Growing up, do you think that it affected your mental health more than it does now that you've lived with it for longer? I think growing up, I didn't, it didn't affect me as much because I didn't really um, know exactly what it was, at least when I was little. But like as a teenager, when I started to realize the life expectancy and how much my illness was progressing and how fast it was progressing, then it started to affect me more. Okay. Then how did you come to accept that your life might be shorter than average? I don't know. I don't think I've ever really accepted it. But um, when I found that out at first, I was kind of like, in shock and because most of my childhood I thought I was like gonna live a normal life and then I think I was like 12 or 13 when I finally like googled my life expectancy for cystic fibrosis and I realized what it was and I talked to my doctor about it and she's like yeah and basically since then I've kind of been trying to like do more in the short amount of time I have yeah so and I'm just thinking now that it's interesting that you found out through Google. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But my, my parents just never really told me. I guess they didn't want to, like, depress me. But Yeah, that makes sense. Do you think that you're, you'd rather know than not know? I think so. I mean, no one really knows when they're going to die, but it was yeah. nice to, like, kind of know how my disease is going to progress because I kind of had to educate myself in a lot of ways about it. Yeah. Yeah. And actually like make the choices that would make you happiest. That's true. Yeah. Okay. So do you think that having CF has been kind of an isolating experience at times? It can be. I don't really have any like real life friends with CF. So it's hard for people to really understand what I'm going through. And so, like, when I'm sick, my friends are usually, like, oh, like, they don't know what to do. It's kind of awkward for them, I guess. But, I mean, I'm lucky I have really supportive friends here. 
but it is a little bit isolating when people don't really understand exactly what it's like. Is there a reason that you didn't search out people that also have it? Um, well, people with CF aren't supposed to be around each other because there's a risk of cross-infection. And okay. so, like, if we breathe in the same air, if one of us has a certain bacteria in our lungs, it could get into the other person and it could potentially be deadly in some cases. And yeah. so there's just that risk. And then also for a long time, I think I didn't want to confront the fact that I had CF, so I kind of avoided all CF people, even the ones online and stuff. But eventually, as I like started my YouTube channel and started being more open about it, people reached out to me that have CF, and I started talking to them. And now I have like my online friends, I guess. Okay, I guess that's a pretty good solution. <laughs> <too>. <laughs> okay, but that would be be hard not being able to like see them in person. That that'd be kind of frustrating. Yeah. But, yeah. Anyway. So do you think that you approach your day-to-day -day life in a different way than most people do to uh, the CF? Maybe. I don't really know if I would do it differently if I didn't have CF. I've always kind of wanted to travel and do the things that I'm doing now. But I think knowing my life expectancy, it's made me want to do things a little bit faster. So like, I hate sitting still for too long. I just get anxious and I'm like, I need to keep going. But otherwise, yeah. I don't know. Does that get kind of tiring and like overwhelming? It can be. I definitely get burnt out a lot faster than like a normal person just because my illness takes a lot of energy just to stay well. And then I always like running around and doing things too. And so I do get tired. And so I have to take a lot of breaks even when like mentally, I don't want to take a break, but physically, I like need to. Yeah. Um, so do you think that you've encountered any stigma in regard to your condition? What stigma mean? <laughs> I just, um, sort of people having a preconceived notion of what you're like or, or kind of judging you because of you, you having that condition. Yeah, I mean, in high school, I didn't tell anybody that I had CF. So when I was coughing all the time, I would get like, kind of like weird looks. Sometimes people would make mean comments and be like, why are you sick all the time? But I didn't want to tell anybody for some reason. I just, I don't know. It was like a secret. Or I tried yeah. to keep it a secret for as long as I could. Um, but I mean, some people treat me a little bit differently. Some people are a little bit more like, kind of walking on eggshells around me. They don't want to like offend me by saying something about my illness. But I mean, for the most part, people are pretty nice and pretty understanding. Yeah, I guess in, in like high school age too, you're kind of in a point where you don't want to show vulnerability in the first place. Yeah, so having I'm super an illness. shy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so ha has having CF influenced your ability to live the kind of life that you'd like to? Um, I guess so. It definitely makes it harder to live the kind of life I want to because traveling I have to carry with me all my medications and stuff and it takes up a good amount of space and when I get sick while traveling which seems to happen to me a lot it can be really scary and I have to like go home right away and get to the hospital and so I think 
my lifestyle would be a lot easier if I didn't have CF and didn't have to deal with all that. But I mean, I try to make it work in the best way that I can. Yeah. Do you think that it's gotten easier to travel now that you've been on the new medication? I think so. The only thing about the medication is they only give me one month's worth at a time. So if I wanted to travel for more than one month, I I can't really anymore. But I guess that's okay. Like, I just got back from the Dominican Republic. I was only there for a week, but it was definitely a lot easier to breathe than it has been in the past. And, like, I wasn't coughing nearly as much as I have before, like, when I was walking around and doing all the activities I was doing. So it was really nice. Yeah. What sort of exacerbates your symptoms? Mm, Certain weather can. Like, really cold weather, it can, like, make me cough a little bit. Um, I don't know. Like, I'm sensitive to certain things. Like, certain smells will make me cough, like cigarette smoke and stuff like that. Um, Certain perfumes will make me cough. It's really easy to make me cough, basically. Um, Running a lot, especially in the past, was, like, really hard for me to do. Now that I'm on Tricapta, I can, like, do it a little bit more. But in the past, running was, like, practically impossible because I would just start coughing so much. Yeah. Are there any exercises that sort of help with it? Mm, There's, like, breathing exercises that I learned in the hospital, like taking a deep breath in for, like, a few seconds and then letting it out slowly. That can, like, help with lung function a little bit. But there's nothing that could really help before Trikafta was out. Okay. Um, So how have you overcome some of the challenges that come with having CF? Mm, I don't know. (laughs) I guess it can be kind of hard sometimes. Like, I think the hardest thing for me is the hospital stays because I'm terrified of needles and blood and all that stuff um and I have to stay in the hospital like a lot more than the average person usually it's like two weeks at a time and I have a pick line in my arm and stuff and it's really scary for me but I think because I've done it so much I've kind of like learned how to cope with it better and kind of how to distract myself while I'm there so that I don't have to like think about the thing in my arm all the time and all that stuff yeah What kind of things would you do to distract yourself while you're there? Make YouTube videos, watch YouTube videos. YouTube's helped me a lot. Um, And then I make a lot of art in the hospital, too. I, like, draw on my iPad and stuff like that. Oh, nice. So in what ways do you think that having CF has made you stronger? Mm, I think mentally stronger... Like, I've had to be just because I've had to go through so many near-death experiences. It's, like, made me view life in a different way, and it makes me really grateful for the, like, days where I'm not really sick. Do you have a sort of, like, philosophy, then, for your life? Or, like, a motto you live by? I don't know if I have a motto, but I try to kind of, like, live every day like it's my last, I guess. That's like a corny line, but it's true. Like, I never really know for sure when I'm going to die or if I'm going to get really sick and die soon or if I'm going to live for a really long time. So it's, like, important to me to just 
live in the moment and kind of take it day by day, but try to live each day the best that I can. Yeah. Um, so how do you think that your art interacts with your mental health? Mm -hmm. I think it's helped me a lot when I'm feeling really down. I just draw about it or when I'm, like I said before, when I'm in the hospital or if I need a distraction, I'll use art as a distraction. And I think it's a good way to express myself. It's not destructive. Yeah, for sure. What kind of subject matter do you tend towards? Mostly portraits. I like drawing people and animals the most. Yeah. It's just fun for me. I don't like landscapes and stuff as much. Yeah. I like kind of surreal stuff too. So like combining a portrait with some element of like fantasy or imagination. Great. Nice. So what are some coping strategies that you've developed <laughs> for the bad days? Mm, sleeping a lot, eating a lot. <laughs> I don't know. I think my good coping mechanisms are like art and YouTube videos and stuff. But then my like maybe less healthy coping, me coping mechanisms are I'll just like stay in bed for a long time if I'm not feeling great or I'll eat a lot of food to kind of numb the pain. <laughs> so why did you decide to start a YouTube channel and become an advocate for your illness? Um, well, I started it after I drove across the country to California and I met this guy, Jason, who also has a YouTube channel. And I met his friend, Victoria, too, and she has a YouTube channel. And both of them kind of encouraged me to start because I had like mentioned one day that I really wanted to start one. And they were like, just do it. It's like, stop putting it off. So me and Victoria like sat down and filmed my first video. And it was just like about dreadlocks because we both had dreadlocks at the time. and. Um, that was kind of my first little introduction to YouTube and at first I was just talking about like living in a car because that's what I was doing at the time and then it evolved into like travel vlogs and then I slowly started sharing more about my life and talking about cystic fibrosis and lately it seems to be cystic fibrosis is most of what I talk about but I think that's just because of all the like things that are coming out with it right now I feel like I need to share about it but yeah. I feel like my channel is kind of all over the place, but it's all kind of about my life in some aspect. Yeah. What do you think draws people towards your channel? I don't know. <laughs> I've always wondered that. Like, I don't really know. I think collaborating with other people was kind of what got me started. And now why people watch me now, I'm not really sure. <laughs> I wish I had a good answer for you, but I really don't know. That's fine. What do you hope that the audience takes away from your videos? I hope that it helps people appreciate what they have a little bit more, like appreciate their good health, because I think a lot of people need that perspective of somebody with a bad illness that's still trying to like live their best life because it shows them like that they don't really have an excuse to not try and live their best life too, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't know. I just want to like be a positive influence for people. I'm not sure if I am, but I'm trying. Yeah. I'm kind of just living my life and documenting it. And if it inspires somebody, then that's awesome. Nice. I'm sure it also makes other people with chronic illnesses feel less alone too. Yeah, I definitely have a lot of people with chronic illness that follow me and write to me. 
and that means a lot to me. It's really I'm nice glad I can you. help them in some way because I know how hard that can be. Yeah, that's nice. So, um, the new drug you've been talking about, Trikafta, I think it's called. Um, yeah. So that's been having a positive effect on your lung function. So how does it feel to be having healthier lungs again? It's weird. <laughs> it's like I can take deep breaths now without coughing, which is something I haven't been able to do for so long. And I don't know. It all happened so fast that I'm still kind of in shock. But it's, it's definitely impacted my life in a really good way. Like, I'm able to run again. I'm able to do more things than I've been able to do in the past. And, like, I'm able to laugh without coughing, which is another thing that I haven't really talked about. But it's it's great. As I used to get into, like, coughing fits every time I would laugh, and it was so annoying. But now I can, like, laugh, and it's fine. And just talking in general is a lot easier for me now. That's good. That's good. Um, So what do you think this means for your lifestyle and what you imagine your future to be like? I think before Trikafta, I was like, I knew I was going to die soon. And like my lung function was declining at such a rate that I was like pretty sure I was going to die by the time I was 30. So I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to do as much as I can now and like not really think about the future or anything because I don't really have that much of a future. But now I've been hit with this thing where Tricap has come out and I don't know what I'm doing with my life. And I've kind of started thinking more about the future and thinking like I should put some money aside to like try and buy a house someday and like maybe have a family or a family of dogs at least. And like I don't know, I'm just trying to be more considerate with my money and like things I'm spending it on and kind of get somewhat of a plan for what I want to want my life to be like in the future are there any resources out there that have been helping you transition into that my CF team in Boston at my doctor's office kind of helps a little bit they have like a social worker she's been talking to me a little bit when I'm like lost and confused and she's really helpful and then I guess there's like the online communities that I go into like CF forums sometimes. I don't participate that much, but I like to read what other people have said. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's nice. That's nice. Where do you usually find that kind of forum? You can just Google like CF forums, and then there's like Facebook groups. Um, there's like Reddit groups. I usually go on like the Reddit or Facebook ones. Okay, cool. So if you could give one word of advice to our listeners about building the life you want in spite of the obstacles you might be facing, what would it be? If you really want something, just do as much as you can and do whatever you can to make it happen. And even if you have limits, like if you have an illness or whatever it is, you can still make something work, like despite those obstacles. Like there are ways to make things work. Or at least, like, somewhat work. I don't know. This isn't the best advice. I'm not very good at words. But I think you know what I mean. I do, yeah. (laughs) Is there anything else that you wanted to mention before we're done the podcast? Mm, I don't think so. Okay. (laughs) Thanks for having me on here. It's been nice to talk to you. You too. Hope you have a really good day. You too. All right, bye. Bye.
you've reached the end of this episode with the Trauma and Mental Health Report podcast. Thanks for joining us. Connect with us at trauma.blog.yorku.ca. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or LinkedIn. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and newsletter to see our latest content. See you at the next episode.